You're listening to the Slavic Connection. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I'm going to be talking about an ongoing work at the SMAP Lab, Social Media and Political Participation Lab, but not about trolls, but I'm going to be focusing on, on bots. So let me just remind you what we mean by a bot. A bot, unlike a troll, is not a human being, but instead it's a piece of software that controls a Twitter account and can autonomously perform actions like tweeting, retweeting, liking in a pre-programmed way. And bots have recently gained a lot of public attention, especially given all the evidence of the Russian government using them to achieve its own political goals. And uh, there has been evidence of uh, Russian bots interfering in the U.S. presidential election, spreading fake news in times of uh, war, intervening in public debates on some sensitive issues, and even threatening democracy. There might be disagreement on some of these issues, but it seems like it's a matter of fact that Russian bots have become part of the mass culture, and one can even find a t-shirt with the logo of a Kremlin bot for just $20 online. But the problem is that we still lack technology for reliably identifying bots. So we started the project by building such technology. I'm not going to go into the details. I'll be happy to take any questions about how we did it in the q and session. I'm going to just tell you that uh, we collected um, a large set of uh, tweets in Russian about Russian domestic politics, over 25 million tweets from one and a half million Russian language Twitter accounts, and we recruited Russian-speaking human coders to manually code a subset of the collected uh, Twitter accounts as bots and humans. And then we used uh, some machine learning uh, tools to automate the process and basically do the coding, replicate human coding of bots at scale. And uh, what we found is that actually Russian bots were really popular on, on Russian political theater. So here's a graph. The horizontal line is time. The vertical, uh, sorry, the horizontal axis is, is time. The vertical axis is the proportion of detected bots among all uh, Russian-speaking Twitter accounts that tweeted about Russian politics in Russian on a given day. And the red horizontal line is 50%. So on most days, uh, over half of the accounts that tweeted about Russian politics in Russian were bots. And on some days, the percentage went up to 90%. However, not all of these bots were pro-regime, pro-Kremlin. We actually realized that in the initial stages of the, pro of the project, and also decided to build a classifier that would use human-labeled uh, results uh, to automatically label bots as pro-Kremlin, pro-position, pro-Kiev, and neutral. Right? Again, uh, I'm not going to talk about uh, the mechanics of it, but I would be happy to answer any questions. What we found is that pro-Kremlin bots make up around 30% of all Russian language politically relevant Twitter bots. The rest are either neutral or anti-regime, but uh, we were especially interested in what the pro-Kremlin bots do. So we specifically wanted to know how the regime uses those pro-regime bots in times of like the most focal moments of, of for regime stability, when there is collective action and there is mass political protest. We built here on 
um, rich political science literature on how non-democracies use uh, trolls and bots for a variety of purposes, and on the literature on uh, online censorship that highlights different ways in which non-democratic regimes can deter uh, people from consuming and disseminating uh, some sensitive information, especially when that information refers to collective action, and the evidence of that comes from uh, China, but to the best of our knowledge, there has been no previous research on how the Russian government uses bots in times of political protest. We use here a pretty standard framework for thinking about why people participate in protest, which is the cost-benefit analysis framework, and it's really helpful to theorize about the different strategies bots can uh, use for uh, suppressing political protest. So you can think about bots lowering the expected benefits of participating in a protest, for example, by mimicking uh, public support for the regime. If you see tons of social media accounts around you tweeting positive sentiment towards the regime, you might think, well, probably opposition is a minority. It's not going to change anything, so why would I take the risk? I would rather stay home instead of going to protest. Bots can also emphasize uh, pro-government agenda, so they would highlight the achievements of the regime and de-emphasize the most sensitive issues. Or bots can act as negative campaigning tools against the position, highlighting, for example, how corrupt a position is, and thus making um, the pro-government, pro-opposition pro, pro agenda less appealing. Alternatively, bots uh, could be used to increase expected costs of protesting by threatening potential protest participants or intervening in uh, political communication about the logistics of the protest. So today I'm going to focus on just two of these strategies. So we hypothesize that pro-Kremlin bots will be posting more tweets expressing positive sentiment towards Putin in Russia on days of mass political protest than on days with no protest. And this would be consistent with the story of bots mimicking widespread support. We also hypothesize that pro-Kremlin bots would be posting more negative tweets about the Russian opposition on times of protest than on, on days with no protest. And this would be consistent with the story of bots being used as a negative campaign. So before I show you systematic evidence of this, let me give you some examples of what exactly uh, some of the Russian bots tweet about during political protests in Russia. So here is an example of some of the tweets uh, pro-Kremlin bots we detected posted uh, during some of the protests. So the first tweet would be an example of, of a tweet that basically uh, signals the overall positive sentiment towards the regime. Vladimir Putin is the best president of Great Russia and the world. The other two are less expressive because they try to mimic sort of an online public uh, opinion poll, but with some sort of an implicit bias, right? Uh, Putin is our president, exclamation mark. Uh, do we support Putin? Question mark, exclamation mark. Uh, some more examples this time of negative campaigning against the position. The, the first tweet uh, is basically accusing the Russian position of being corrupt. Navalny uh, made some money. The second one would be both accusing a position of being corrupt and threaten, um, threaten a position and protest participants. Navalny will, will get beaten and money. Everyone else will only get beaten. Uh, and the third one would be just a tweet uh, spreading the overall disappointment with opposition. Navalny is speaking about crooks, states, and bandits again. I'm personally bored with this rhetoric I use. 
So these are, of course, examples we cherry-picked for illustration purposes. So what about more systematic evidence? So to do this analysis and test the hypothesis in a more systematic way, we collected over uh, 2 million tweets from 4,300 pro-Kremlin bots that had at least uh, 100 tweets in our collection from February 2015 to late December 2018, and also collected protest data and focused on uh, 18 large protests with at least 1,000 people uh, during this time. Uh, the dependent variable that we focus on is binary and equals one whenever a programming bot tweets about Putin or, or Russia positively and emotionally. And uh, by positively, um, I mean a, a tweet has more positive words than negative um, as defined by state-of-the-art uh, Russian language sentiment uh, analysis dictionary. And emotionality means it uses um, an exclamation mark, an emoji, a couple question marks, things like that. The independent variable is binary and equals one if there is a protest on a given day. So we estimate a hierarchical uh, logistic model and focus on the difference in the predicted probability that a bot will tweet positively about Putin and Russia on a given day if there is a protest and if there is no protest. And here are the, the results. So if there is a protest, there is a 3% um, the, the probability that a, a, a bot will tweet about uh, Putin and Russia positively on a protest day is three percentage points higher than on a non-protest day. And the, and the result is statistically significant. If we look at negative campaigning, here we define the dependent variable as binary that equals one if a bot tweets negatively about Alexei Navalny, a Russian opposition leader, right? And we estimate a similar model. And the result, again, is not only statistically significant, but it's really strong. The probability of a bot tweeting negatively about Navalny on a protest day is, for, is 15 percentage points higher than a non-protest day. So what you find overall is that Russian bots swamped the Russian political Twitter sphere in 2015, 2017. However, not all the bots were pro-regime. There are tons of neutral bots and proposition bots, and I would be happy to talk more about those in the Q&A session. But as for pro-regime bots, those are actively used during mass political protests to suppress it using uh, <coughs> at least two techniques mimicking the widespread support for the regime and negative campaigning against the position. Thank you. That was Dr. Dennis Stuckel from New York University, speaking live at the Information War Symposium. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And no, I am not a robot. Trust me. Trust me.